now, time for seafood news. Happy Monday! You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm seafood market reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Erner Barry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional, packed with the latest industry headlines, analysis, and trending articles. Contact Advertise at EarnerBerry.com to be a featured sponsor in the spring edition of The Reporter, which is distributed to thousands of protein industry professionals, including a 5,500 bonus distribution to attendees at Seafood Expo North America in Boston. Make sure you are in front of your customers. I can't believe we're talking about like Boston already. That's March. I mean, I we're at the end of October. It's going to come <laughs> up quick. Yeah, but I mean, we have such a good issue of the reporter actually coming up. Um, the deadline for stories was actually this past Friday. Lauren, did you get all your stories in on time? No comment. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's something about a deadline that I don't like. I don't like being told what to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's got to come organically. Exactly. Like, I need some time. I need to, like, flesh out some ideas. And But the whole point of this thing is that everything comes together really great at the end. We just have such a great team at Erner Barry that are contributing to it. And Yeah, everyone's a great writer. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to kind of get, like, because everyone pitches their own story. So, you know, we have, like, people from sales contributing stuff. And it, I think it's just because we don't really always get to interact with them. I think it's interesting to see... You know, because they're pitching stories that they hear from the people that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just always think it's it's fun to, to see how it all turns out in the end. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming out um, in the next couple months. But uh, we've got a great episode for you today, as always. Uh, Lauren, you want to tell everyone what's on the agenda? So today we'll be talking about a new study that shows the benefits of omega-3 fatty acids. Bonefish Grill's brunch menu, and Walmart launching grocery pickup in Atlantic Canada. Plus, we've got a king crab and mahi analysis for you guys. Well, that's a lot to talk about, so let's kick things off with the mahi analysis. So, Ernerberry market reporter Liz Cuzzo reports that the new fishing season in Central and South America for frozen mahi began on October 8th. Many interested parties, and we're talking producers, processors, and importers, are eagerly anticipating the initial landings from Ecuador and Peru, which are the two largest suppliers of frozen mahi to the U.S. Prior to the first returning boats, there is a lot of speculation as to how the season will unfold. Both water temperature and weather patterns are up for debate. However, most of the anxiety stems from what kind of production occurred the previous year. In this case, the 2017-2018 season started strong and continued strong through April and May. Now, imports from Central and South America and Asia for the 2017-2018 season are above the five-year average and just behind the record volume 2014-2015 season. Now, production volume for 2017-2018 is 33.86% higher than the 2016-2017 season. Um, This increase in production comes after a particularly low volume year in 2016-2017, especially from Central and South America, which is the lowest on record. So import volume for the first three months of 2018 was 77.83% higher than 2017, and many importers remembering the supply shortage from 2016-2017 and the subsequent uh, price hike quickly bought product as it came to the market early in the season and at higher prices, you know, unaware that the strong landings would, um, you know, continue through early spring. So frozen mahi portions are presently trading at an average price of $6.60 as compared to the same time last year of $9.43, which represents a 30% uh, price decline. 
to add to the unfavorable situation that comes with an increase in imports and decrease in price, the demand for mahi has been dull to lackluster for this time. Uh, Many restaurants took mahi off the menu back in 2016 and 17 during the price hike and have not reintroduced it even at these lower levels. The increased popularity of poke bowls to Wahoo have been seen as competitors of mahi. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I have noticed that mahi has been on the menu. I used to actually eat a lot of mahi, and I'm like, I can't think back to the time, like, when I've eaten recently, so. Right. It's pretty interesting. Uh, But moving on to Erner Berry's king crab analysis, market reporter Janice Schreiber reports that supplies in the red king crab market remain extremely thin. King crab has always been a high-valued and priced item, but record low imports from Russia are now coupled with all-time highs. Year-to-date, Russian king crab imports continue into August much lower than last year, down just over 32%. That's a difference of 6.3 million pounds less in the system from last year. In a similar fashion, August Russian king crab figures are down significantly on a month-to-month basis, 51% lower when compared to July 2018. When looking at the cyclical behavior of imports, this August was outside of the norm. The past two years, along with the three-year average, typically see an increase in imports during August. However, 2018 saw the opposite happen. Imports were at the lowest level the U.S. market has seen all year, under 1 million pounds, 723,000 pounds total, with only 551,000 pounds from Russia. Wow. Now, let's get away from the numbers for a bit, because that was a lot. That was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, this is so important to the industry, but at the same time, it's like sometimes, like, all those numbers, even reading them a lot, it's just like, whoa, like, what just happened? So, let's talk about brunch, my favorite (laughs) meal. Uh, Bonefish Grill has a new brunch menu, and I'm super pumped about it. Uh, and Lauren, if I'm correct, you actually wrote a piece uh, for the last issue of Erner Berry's Reporter about seafood transitioning into earlier mealtimes. I did. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> so seafood for breakfast is definitely a growing trend. Traditionally, seafood has been reserved for special occasion dinners, but as chefs prepare more unique menu offerings and patrons are looking for healthier protein alternatives, seafood has transitioned from dinner well into brunch, lunch, and even some breakfast menus. Uh, So the younger Gen Y and Gen Z age groups have been uh, most accepting of this trend. And I mean, who wouldn't want to dive into grilled shrimp avocado toast or crab cakes over your eggs, Benny, or a smoked salmon breakfast bowl with a poached egg? Oh, hello. So (laughs) I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) and honestly, like, actually, um, (laughs) oh my God, I'm saying I'm all for it now, but Actually, over the <laughs> summer, um, we were in Seattle. Uh, my husband and I took some time um, to vacation there while I was uh, in Seattle for Future Leaders. And uh, we went to this place in um, the Pike Place Market for breakfast. Right. And they had a bunch of seafood items on there. And I went for, like, blueberry pancakes just because I was <laughs> like, I just, I like pancakes in the morning. Um, but my husband got Come this. Uh, I know. I know. But my husband got this um, this salmon, um, like, eggs benedict. Yeah. And he was, like, raving about Did it. Did you try it? I did not try it. You didn't but even take a bite. Exactly. So I re- <laughs> I've regretted it ever since, and I'm like, good as you should. <laughs> yeah. And so this isn't exactly the same. But like <laughs> we we went out for brunch a couple of weeks ago, and um, just right on Long Beach Island, and I had uh, oysters and grits. Ooh. And 
I can't stop thinking about it. And then they served <laughs> the oysters with the grits. Was they it were just like, like they were like a breaded, uh-huh. and it had this like sweet sauce to it. It wasn't like maple syrup. Yeah, I'm like, like tell me more. <laughs> it had this like really sweet sauce to it. Like I don't. It was kind of like a soy sauce, but like mixed with maple syrup. I don't know what it Yum. was, but it was fantastic, and it's been on my brain ever since. So back to bonefish. <laughs> I think like. Let me just start off also by saying that I'm a huge bonefish girl fan. I think it's just because, like, there isn't one close to me. So, like, anytime I go, it's, it's a like, treat. It's, yeah, it's yeah. special. Um, but, I like, I think I have to go there over the weekend because their brunch menu sounds slamming. Uh, so, tell us what's on it already. All right. So, we've got crab cake rancheros. Interesting. That, are you supposed to roll the R's on that? Ran- rancher- I can't roll my R's. Rancheros. Crab cake rancheros. Um, which is a plate featuring a Maryland-style crab cake baked in cast-iron skillet with Creole sauce. And the crab cake is topped with fresh guacamole, tomatoes, and cilantro, and finished with chipotle aioli sauce. Yum. So that sounds awesome. They have seafood Johnny cakes and eggs, which features corn-based mini pancakes blended with roasted shrimps and bay scallops. And those are topped with two, uh, two poached eggs, Creole sauce, and served with crispy applewood bacon. Another sounds delicious. They got a triple-decker BLT club, so I'm like, okay, so it's just like a BLT. Mm-hmm. But it's actually with lobster or ahi tuna. Pretty nice. cool mix-up, you yeah. know? And, I mean, still the bacon, lettuce, tomato. So I don't – I feel like it should be like a LBLT or AT. SBLT, BLT. Yeah, okay, we're going to change it for them. It's going to be an SBLT. <laughs> uh, then they have saucy shrimp and grits, so kind of slimmer to my Classic, oyster one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think you can go wrong. I feel like shrimp – definitely for breakfast i sure for grits you can't go wrong with yeah. that it's a good intro to seafood if you're new to yeah. yeah yeah if you're yeah. having a hard time you know grasping the concept yeah. of seafood for breakfast for i think that's the best yeah um but you know that it's a shrimp saute with sun-dried tomatoes and olives and a lime tomato garlic sauce which sounds so delicious served over goat cheese infused grits and finished with crumbled feta cheese i love grits um okay then they have two more one's called the cure which this also sounds slamming a plate of <laughs> old bay seasoned fries slamming it's so slamming um isn't that a denny's term like they have like their slamming breakfast oh maybe yeah but we're talking about fish yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, the cure, <laughs> a plate of Old Bay seasoned fries that are layered with mozzarella cheese sauce, roasted shrimp, red gravy, and crispy bacon and green onions. I think that's how it probably sounds the least breakfasty, but also the most appealing to me. Right. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong with fries, Old Bay fries and mozzarella yeah. cheese. So. And then the final one is uh, Bonefish Grill's tuna steak and eggs. So it's the play on traditional steak and eggs, but with ahi tuna. So let me ask you a question. Why mm-hmm. didn't we do this like we did with the chips? And we did. We should have been doing a tasting menu this whole time. Uh, so, I don't know what the sound of eating grits into a microphone would taste like. No, okay, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> All right, we'll stop there. Um, but anyway, yeah, Bonefish Girl, send us, send us some breakfast. Or we just come into work a little late on Monday. It's still work yeah. related. There you go. Hello. All right, so next Monday the podcast will be delayed as we, <laughs> as we uh, dine at. At, uh, at Bonefish Grill. Yeah. So anyway, that, yeah, that does sound amazing, though. So props to them for for leading the way. I mean, yes. I know other places do it, but good for them. I mean, like, I think we need more more seafood on the menu. I agree. And seafood for breakfast is a great way to get more fish into your diet, which brings us to our next story. Nice. A study conducted by the Friedman School of Nutrition, Science, and Policy at Tufts University in Boston found that older adults who had higher levels of omega-3 from seafood were more likely to live longer and healthier lives. Hmm. 
So these research examined over 2,500 adults who were 74 years old on average, and what they found supports current national dietary guidelines to consume more seafood. Now, as we all know, adults should eat seafood twice a week, and there are many options like salmon, oysters, and mackerel that are all high in omega-3s. That's good stuff. And, I mean, spoiler alert, you don't have to wait until you're 74 years old to no, start eating more seafood. Not, and you should not. <laughs> no, you can add it to your diet right now. Head on over to Bonefish Grill. Right. <laughs> and start with the first meal yeah. of the day. <laughs> Uh, and for those in Atlantic Canada, Walmart is making it a little bit easier for you to do so. Yes. So great segue into the next story. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Walmart, there is now a new way to shop for groceries in Atlantic Canada. And I mean, we're in New Jersey, but I'm still pumped about this. <laughs> um, the retail corporation announced that starting uh, Tuesday, October 23rd, residents in Atlantic Canada will now be able to shop for their groceries online through walmart.ca slash grocery or through the Walmart app. And they can pick up their groceries groceries at select Walmart stars in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Yeah, the launch of Walmart Grocery Pickup in Atlantic Canada comes after a report published earlier this month that Walmart would overtake Amazon in online groceries. Uh, in the U.S., Walmart is aiming to provide online grocery delivery to 100 metropolitan areas by the end of 2018. The retail giant currently offers online grocery delivery service in over 50 markets, there are more than 2,000 locations for grocery pickup available, with a projection of that number growing to 2140 grocery pickup sites by the end of January. Now, do you order your groceries online? Uh, so I was in a kick of ordering my groceries online and picking them up at the store, but I found that I was spending a lot more money doing so. So I oh, feel really? like I need to you know, edit my list and use the coupons and oh, then okay. I can get back on track. But I was just like, add, 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 add. So okay. do they have like the price? See, I've never done it before. Like, it is super have, convenient. Yeah. And they have like the prices and everything next yes. to it. Yeah. All right, and so usually just, they, hmm. the digital coupons are like right there, but I guess I was just click yeah. happy and was adding, you know, everything, everything, everything and anything. Yeah. I wasn't sticking to my list for <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like it could be beneficial. Like I said, I've never done it before, but, you know, there's times where I'll be online and I'll be like, I forgot what I came here for. Right. You know, and then I'm like, I've already started unloading stuff onto the belt. Like, I can't turn back, mm -hmm. you know, and then I'm like, do I go back to my car and drop everything off and come back inside? And then I'm like, no, forget it. I know. It's like, no, you got to think of something exactly. whole new for dinner. Yeah. But yeah. then the other thing is that... Uh, like you know relating this to seafood is like there's some stuff that i just i don't want to order online. right you want to pick it out yourself yeah yeah and, you yeah. Know, and i understand that seafood like i i do i mainly go to like my local like fish market like mm -hmm. we have like ahern's by me which everything's like just so like the seafood there just all looks amazing so i yeah. like to go there yeah but occasionally i'll go to Shoprite, and you know i'll get like scalps from there or whatever and um like i just like i like looking at it because like sometimes I, i'll go and i'll be like no i like none of this is right. appealing to me today exactly you yeah. know or like mainly I, I think it's probably with like produce you know like i like to pick out my own produce yeah although i've been sometimes doing if you job, get like a young so. kid though yeah you know. these little these little kids don't know how to pick out a good potato <laughs> yeah. you know like i picked out a potato the other day it was like, the biggest potato i've ever seen in my entire life okay and i was like nice like i only have to peel one potato right. all right i was like riding <laughs> one high. and done yeah i was riding high and then i started peeling it peeled it fine cut it open and then inside it was like dry yeah and... <laughs> it was nasty and i had to throw it out and then i was potatoless for dinner hmm. so anyway that's why i'm not on board so I guess you're not any better than those young kids. I guess right. I'm not. So maybe I should give them a chance. Yeah. All right, All right. fine. <laughs> Hop on board. 
But finally, before we go, we have some very exciting news that we want to shout from the rooftops. (laughs) Yes, it is. It was a blessing from from Lord above. (laughs) The Seafood News YouTube channel is ranked number one by Feedspot in their list of the top 40 seafood YouTube channels to follow in 2018. All right, so I feel like that noise would be better here. Oh. So if you don't do so already, be sure to search for Seafood News on YouTube and follow us. We post weekly videos with the top stories of the week, kind of similar to the podcast, but slightly more tame. What do you think? Slightly, but we do try to put in as many shenanigans that we're allowed to yes. on video, but there's more people yeah, who like are walking around and doing weird things. And like doing the production, so oh, yeah. we don't have as much say oh, as okay. we do here in the videos, but... We we try to push the envelope when we yeah. when we can basically and have as much fun yeah. here. If you can't get enough of us on the podcast, then you would definitely want to invest in watching us yeah. on our YouTube channel. Plus, you get to see us in action, and we have pretty great hair days. I was just gonna say, <laughs> some days our hair looks amazing. Yeah, the other days, ah, and that's yeah. when we do the podcast. And I'm getting better at not looking so like tense when I'm when I'm mm-hmm. reading our stories. I know some days I'm better than the others, but I'm getting some days better. It's like like a deer in headlights, just like yeah, eyes. I I I'm way better at the podcast than in the video. <laughs> you should see her now. She's like slumped over a chair hey. in sweatpants. <laughs> Casual Friday. Uh. Anyway, well, that wraps up our show for the week. Once again, this week's episode was brought to you by Erner Barry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.